0: Oh, yeah, I did uh, look at the. I did watch the Old Red music video, and I wouldn't say like he looks exactly like Blake Shelton, but he could play Blake Shelton as like a younger Blake Shelton in his biopic.
1: I 100% think that Brett is.
0: Biopic. How do you say it?
1: Biopic. Biopic, (sighs) biopic. Tomato, tomato. No, it's biopic. There's only one answer it's biopic.
0: Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I am your host, Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. As always, I am joined by the man who knows what a biopic is, apparently. And he's also a dad, times two. And that's why he's called the Dadalac. It's a new day, yes it is. Chad.
1: <laughs> it is. Yes, it is a new day. Hello everyone. Because the we'll get to it in a moment, but I'm just in a good mood today. I am excited to pick some games after week two, going into week three. I'm feeling I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling froggy. I'm feeling like we just cleaned the decks and there's just it's like we started the season over. Like nothing mattered the first two weeks at all. And we're just back to like, it's just a brand new day or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, when he's getting that, he might as well just let the cat out of the bag, is uh, Chad had a way better week than me uh, this last week, and should probably bring up the numbers. So you can't see it. I mean, maybe you can. I mean, Chad's probably put of the graphic. I'm just an idiot. You can't see my screen, though. You can't see my screen. Uh, Chad went eight, and, or no, 11 and five. I went eight and eight. So we had a three-game gap. Uh, Chad closed that gap. Just like that. And now our season record, both of us, are 20 and 12. So, there we go. It's
1: a new day. Yes, it is. And to quickly recap the betting angles of this podcast, as I will bring up the graphic right now. Bang! You will see that the bronze and silver locks hit. The gold lock, once again, hasn't hit yet. 0-2. And the bonus locks went one for two out of the three that I gave. But you know what, folks? It was still a winning week if you were gambling with Chad.
0: Yeah, well, if you were gambling with me, you would have lost because it's all I ever do is lose. Fantasy football, gambling, shouldn't do either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, like, big Aaron Rodgers stories to talk about this week. I mean, mean, there's Nick Chubb, but... uh, that one, for some reason, isn't as controversial. It's more just sad. So we'll I mean, probably if we, talk about that
1: later. I gonna say, if we want to get the, like, just elephant out of the room, so we're going to talk about it later, I really just feel so terrible for Nick Chubb because this was the epitome of what the NFL is. This is bigger, stronger, faster players hitting bigger, stronger, faster players and when a NFL defender throws their entire weight and body into another human's, just like basically Shinbo. like if you watch the hit and it's hard to find, not really, it's the internet, you can find it in one second, but it was hard to find for a second. If you watch the hit, he hits at the exact point where you look at it and you go, oh, he's done. That knee is, dist- there's like that leg, that's like watching a movie theater scene where they just go, that leg is destroyed. Because I don't think Nick Chubb will ever play running back again. Not just for the physical damage that has been done to his knee, but the mental damage. That, how are you ever going to trust getting hit in the legs again? Like, I I know that he's probably a tougher man than I am. I, I don't know his actual mental status, but I just know as a human being, as someone who has broken a lot of bones in my life, that I feel very hesitant a lot of times, a lot, a lot of situations where I have hurt myself before about going into that situation. So how in the hell is Nick Chubb going to get back on a football field and let these bigger, stronger, faster humans throw 300 pounds of man at his legs once again? I just, I feel so terrible for Nick Chubb. And it's not even a fantasy thing, but i have drafted nick chubb on a fantasy team and i'm not i'm since he's been in the nfl i have had him on one of my teams every year so like nick chubb's just been one of my boys like i've always followed nick chubb and i feel just terrible for the dude like i i'm not a religious man in any way but like all thoughts to nick chubb i hope that you recover in every kind of way and i just man The nfl just sucks in some ways when something like that happens it was rough to see and i just i just i feel terrible for the guy
0: yeah and it sucks that uh happened on monday night the so the last three games that joe buck and trey have called have all had horrible things happen i mean the demar hamlin thing the aaron Rodgers thing now the Nick Chubb thing, like, it's seeming like they're cursed. <laughs> That's three in a row, like. Oh, oh no.
1: Which one of the Monday night games do they have this week?
0: Um, oh I no. I they have the Rams, uh, Bengals, so the Bengals better sit Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe uh, Burrow,
1: don't play, don't play. You're out, you're out, man. Your calf is, you're too hurt, you're too out. Stay away from that game.
0: I mean, all I really have to say is like, it's not very often they won't show a replay. Um, and I mean I can understand why because his leg looked like it was bent correctly but backwards like his leg like did a like 90 degree angle but backwards it just yeah it feel horrible for the guy like one of the best running backs in the league and like uh, uh, I really do hope that he can prove everybody wrong and he does come back but I mean this is like Bo Jackson, and Bo Jackson pulled his hip out of the socket. And he, just, he just couldn't go anymore, and it sucks. But Well, I we should pick some games, and yeah, maybe we'll be picking Cleveland this week. Who knows? But they're not going first. They're not, they're not playing on Thursday night. Because on Thursday night at 7.15 on Amazon Prime, we have the 2-0 San Francisco 49ers at the 1-1 New York Giants. San Francisco is favored by 10 with a 44 and a half point over under. There are a lot of big like
1: the spreads, spreads this, this week. yeah, the spreads this week are out of control and I am terrified as a yeah, sports bettor is it's this is a terrifying week. I hate big numbers. It's legitimately the reason I don't bet college football in general because I just hate minus 35 being the smart betters play like that just seems insane to me and my logical mind can't get around it uh once again though I told you last week and I stand by it even though the Rams did give them a game it's the Rams and I I hark back to my pre-show uh picks from way back when I told you the Rams are going to be a solid team this year This is a swan song for a lot of those players, but we're not talking about the Rams. I'm picking San Francisco in this game. Saquon Barkley isn't playing. I legitimately don't care who's not playing for San Francisco at this point because it doesn't matter. They are a juggernaut until they legitimately hit a wall and they lose like 30% of their players because there are... Like every time a man goes down in that team, there's like five guys who replace them. I don't care if Ayuk is hurt. I don't. I don't. Legitimately, don't care. I'm. I'm picking San Francisco the rest of the year unless something nuclear happens. And this isn't a bonus lock, but I'm not gambling on Thursday night football anymore. I'm lying. I'll gamble on it, and I will probably be picking San Francisco. But I can't, in good conscience, tell you to put your money on it because the Giants are sneaky. And they might get a backdoor cover at the end of the game after the Giants have completely let up on them and they're just running pre defense. But honestly, I they might not. I'm scared to start Daniel Jones this week. Saquon Barkley is out. I'm picking San Francisco 49ers all the way. F you, Tommy. Going. <laughs> uh, 100% going
0: with San Francisco. Not even a question. Like you said, Saquon's out they went the first six quarters of the season without scoring a point. They got outscored 60 to nothing in the first six quarters. And like you texted me in the second quarter and you're like, your Arizona pick is looking pretty good right now. Looks pretty good. No, uh, I told you there was a lot of game left, but man, I did for a while. I thought, yeah, like Arizona definitely, even when they lost, they still look like the better team. It wasn't until the end when uh, the Giants really started getting it going um, but man, I don't, I don't believe in the Giants anymore. I don't think they have the magic that they had last year. They, yeah, they're playing in a really tough division. Everyone else in their division is two and zero. I mean, they're lucky they got this win, but like, or last week they got the win. But yeah, San Francisco, like, until they get beat i mean it's gonna be hard to pick against them unless they're playing like maybe like dallas or something in dallas that would be i don't know i don't even know if i would pick dallas against san francisco but man yeah san francisco that is
1: future us's problem but at this point yeah i ain't messing with san fran i'm picking san fran if
0: if i was gonna bet like san francisco is gonna beat the giants by more than 10 like this spread is low Um, I also feel like San Francisco is going to score the majority of the forty-four and a half points that they're predicting, so I would, I wouldn't do anything with over/under just because of that fact. I think that's going to be pretty close to that, and it's going to be like a thirty-eight to like six game.
1: If I had to bet anything on this game, and this, I, I guess I've given a bonus lock for every Thursday night game so far. I know it's only week three, but my bonus lock of the week for the Thursday night game this week is bet the first half over I don't know what it is and I've Diesel doesn't have it in front of him it doesn't matter you know what's going to happen San Fran will 100 percent run the score up in the first half of this game and then the Giants will chip away at it in the second half that's how I feel this Thursday night game will go so if I had anything to tell you for a bonus lock of the week it's bet the first half over
0: Well, let's move on to Sunday at noon. We have the 2 0 Washington Commanders traveling to the 1 1 Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by 6.5 with a 44 point over under. And Washington is a weird team. Like, that, they had a. that was a weird game against Denver. The first half, they weren't there. And the second half, they came alive. And then <laughs> the Hail Mary at the end of the game. And then the missed pass interference. Like, Washington, like, just got out of there with the skin of their teeth. But I don't think Washington's a bad team. Like, their defensive line is really good. Um, uh, young, trade eh, not trade. Uh, you know young chase young yeah he's amazing and i still don't think he gets the credit that he's due because every time like someone talks about him there's two people that are saying he's not that good and i disagree i think he's one of the best in the nfl and brian robinson man that guy lit it up this week and like i have a feeling that he's gonna be doing that a lot more this season but that being said Buffalo also didn't look like the same team that showed up for week one. We didn't have Brett Favre playing and on Sunday we had Josh Allen and the Bills were looking like the Bills again. I'm going to go with the Bills in this game because it's in Buffalo and I just don't think that Washington is going to get lucky again. Because I don't think they were the better team against Denver. They just they got hot during that game and that's they won the game. And I just think that Buffalo is just better has more talent. Overall has more talent. So I'm going to go with Buffalo.
1: I, I 100% agree with you that I'm also taking Buffalo in this game. But I do have to hark to one thing that you said right there. That we didn't see Brett Favre. We saw Josh Allen. I still, I saw Brett Favre out there Brett Favre had some really, really stellar games back in like his heyday, and that's exactly what Josh Allen just did against a very inferior team in a home opener when he had to do it. Now, coming to this game, what I want to say is, can I please get what the spread is one more time? Six and a half. Six and a half, folks. Six and a half. Six and a half. Bronze Lock of the Week, folks. Put it on the board. Hammer the Commanders. Getting six and a half points against the Buffalo Bills with this defense that, once again, I don't think that they are going to win this game. There's a chance because Josh Allen could turn back into Josh Allen as he has many, many times. But I do think that the Commanders are just one of those obnoxious Nat-like teams that will hang around no matter what in every game, even when they're down 20 points like they were this last week. It doesn't matter. They're not going to give up. This Sam Howell kid really weirds me out. And they have just so many wide receivers. And if Brian Robinson can't be taken down by gunshots, I don't know how any NFL defender is going to take him down. (laughs) So yes, I say bronze lock of the week, hammer the commanders with the plus six and a half points. I mean, that's, that's just easy money. I think that the Buffalo Bills will win this game, but it's probably gonna come down to a field goal at the end. You know, they're not gonna win like they just did against the Raiders.
0: Okay, I thought that you were, I thought you picked Buffalo already and then thought you were gonna say you're taking Washington, but I gotcha. You. You're taking Washington with points, gotcha okay well i mean i can see that happening i say i like i don't know i i do like washington i do think they're uh, like they have grit and i like eric Bieniemy. i like his play call style so far like i said sam hall has a cannon and he has the receivers as well yes scary terry got me a touchdown fancy last week didn't help though because i didn't win my game but still moving on Next game, Sunday at noon, we have the one and one Cleveland Browns traveling to the one and one Tennessee Titans. Cleveland is favored by three. And there's a 39 and a half point overunder. I think I think that it's weird that uh, Vegas still believes in Cleveland so much without Nick Chubb, especially after Tennessee won last week, which I uh, didn't see that one coming. Like we talked about it last week. I thought for sure the Chargers are going to get a game for sure. The get back game, that game, but no, Tennessee got that game and I don't know who you got.
1: Well, folks, if you've never listened to this show or podcast or watching it on YouTube, I, whatever. If you never watched this before, I have a very strict rule that I stick to. It's called my overtime rule if you play in an overtime game the week before 95 percent of the time the team the next week loses and you can look back at the history of it because you probably don't believe me right now i'm promising you don't and i'm actually not going to bring up the fun fact because i want you to look it up your damn self and you can come into the comments and yell at me if you don't think it's correct because i know it is so this fact is a true fact that i stick by 95% 95% of the time, you play in overtime, you lose the next week. Tennessee didn't deserve to win the game last week, and I truly don't know how the Chargers Chargered their way out of that victory. So I think in a full-on just display of we are doing this for Nick Chubb, Ford is going to run for 300 yards and five touchdowns. Deshaun Watson is gonna throw for less than 100 yards, and they are just going to manhandle the hell out of them give me the browns all day i i don't believe in the browns the rest of the year without nick Chubb, but i do believe in them in this next game against tennessee because i think tennessee is a garbage fire
0: well there's one thing that you're wrong about ford man gave 300 yards rushing but five touchdowns are gonna go to cream hunt because they re-signed him today and that's all he does is score touchdowns so <laughs>
1: I, I can't deny uh, that fact
0: uh, I I really want to pick Tennessee because you pick Cleveland. But like, I don't really have a dog in this fight. They're both one and one teams. I think at the end of the year, we're not going to see either of these teams in the playoffs. I think losing Nick Chubb is that big of a deal because Deshaun Watson has looked slow. He doesn't look like the guy that played for the Texans. And maybe he... Well, throughout the year, he'll get better and better. But, man, I just, I don't know. They're the Browns. And like we said, like I said last week, like in the back of my head, I'm like saying, you idiot, they're playing the Steelers and you're picking the Browns. I knew it. I mean,
1: we both said it. I I could see Mike Tomlin laughing at us (laughs) as we did it. I even texted it to you as like the Browns, the, the minute, the first play of the game, he threw a pick six. And I was like, I could just... I feel like Mike Tomlin is doing this to spite us.
0: Uh, I've been burnt by your overtime rule so many times. And I'm still going against it this time just because, like I said, I have no dog in this fight. Uh, My opinion, this game is 50-50 because I don't think... Like I said, either of these teams are going to be playoff teams. So it could be a good game because of that. So I'm going to go with Tennessee just because it's different and... Yeah, I really don't care who wins this game in the long run anymore.
1: Gentlemen's wager on the game, Diesel?
0: $1? Sure, why not?
1: Bada-bing, bada-boo.
0: bo. right, moving on. We have, at noon, uh, AFC South Showdown. The 1-1 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the 0-2 Houston Texans. The Jaguars are favored by 10 with a 44-point over-under. Tell me why you have Jacksonville.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I am going to tell you why once again. I am now completely done with the AFC South. I I legitimately mean this. I am not betting the AFC South teams the rest of the year. Because not only did Jacksonville not win this game when they should have, and not only did they not cover jacksonville and kansas city is the only game this last week that did not hit the over in vegas every single other over hit across the board and you know what the most bet over was in all of vegas it was kansas city and jacksonville so you know what folks i'm done with you afc south you can go f*** yourselves i am going to take Jacksonville to win this game, but I don't care. I legitimately don't care. Jacksonville, how did you lose to Kansas City? I will take this one moment to stand on a soapbox. Your red zone offense went 0 for 4 against Kansas City. You were gifted three turnovers by Patrick Mahomes. Who are you? Aaron Rodgers facing Tom Brady in the playoffs? Like what is wrong with you, Jacksonville? Get your shit together, get right against Houston. I don't think that CJ Stroud even has an offensive line playing in front of him. So if you don't win this game, you can get in the bin with the other teams that are in the bin for me and you know who you are and we'll get to you soon. But yes, Jacksonville better win this goddamn game.
0: That was a low blow. I know. I'm sad. sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm i don't, I'm
1: in a rough mood. I'm I'm, a, I'm just you know I'm firing from the hip right now.
0: That was that was a bad day for good old Diesel because I thought for sure the Packers won the Super Bowl. Ugh. anyways, I uh, I also have Jacksonville, but I mean it's it's kind of a common trend for Trevor Lawrence and his not being able to score when he's in the red zone this is his third year now and it seems like he has those games and some games he's amazing but like it seems like he always has those games like if he doesn't score the first two times you're worried that this is how it's going to be the rest of the day and that's how it was against the chiefs i mean the chiefs are still really good and i still think jacksonville is a good team it's Yeah, it is really weird how that game did not hit the over, but I have Jacksonville in this game because simply Houston is not very good. They're rebuilding. C.J. Stroud looks decent for a rookie who started two games, but other than that, they don't got anything, really. But maybe some promise. Got a good head coach, in my opinion, or a guy who should be a good head coach, and, like I said, they maybe have their future franchise quarterback in C.J. Stroud, so This isn't their year. Um, So, that's why I got Jacksonville. You fucking
1: win, Jacksonville. You better win.
0: Now we have the 2-0 Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 1-1 Indianapolis Colts at noon on Sunday. Baltimore is favored by 8. Over-under is 45. Um, Do you know if Anthony Richardson is playing in this game? Or is it going to be closer to, like, game time it's wednesday so i'm sure he hasn't passed the concussion protocol yet but i
1: would say as it says in the the actual description of the episode which i'm sure everyone actually reads because i read all descriptions of all the videos of youtube that i watch uh we do film this show on the wednesday before the actual games happen so as of today the 20th of september which quick sidebar shout out Happy anniversary to my wife and myself. This is our three year anniversary and we have you know, kept this marriage together and had two kids. So shout out to us, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know if Anthony Richardson is going to play. He hasn't been cleared yet. He is still questionable.
0: But they still have Garner Minshew, so.
1: Good like... old cut off jorts and his mustache. And I love him more. I, I have to side with uh, Brandon Perna the first time I saw Gardner Minshew as well, I was like, "That dude might be my boy." I, I would love to go have some cocktails with Gardner Minshew.
0: I this game, like everything about me, is telling me to go with Baltimore. But like, there is that Gardner Minshew thing, and if Anthony Richardson plays, I think it's going to be an exciting quarterback matchup. Um, I'm gonna go with Baltimore because of the fact I just think that they're better. I mean, Cincinnati gave Baltimore like all they could handle, but they still came out on top. So, I'm going Baltimore.
1: I'm wearing purple this week, folks. And as I've said, I'm not getting away from it. I'm sticking to my guns. It's the Baltimore lock of the week, folks. Because yes, of course I'm taking Baltimore. And as I'm not, once again, it's not going to be the gold or silver or bronze. It's not going to be a bonus lock anymore. It's the gosh darn Baltimore lock of the week. It has its own graphic. And yes, they are going to win. And they're going to cover. Baltimore, once again, might be the best team right now in the AFC at all. Like overall, they are stacked on multiple levels and they're still injured on multiple levels. They're only going to get better if they can try and stay healthy. And I know they probably won't, but I don't care. I have hitched all of my wagons to this bird and I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. I am all in on the Baltimore Ravens. So yes. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. And this is the Baltimore Ravens lock of the week.
0: Well, there you have it in the Ravens lock of the week. Because why else would you pick anybody else when that's the segment? Obviously. Moving on. Sunday at noon. We finally are at the game where something's got to give. And this is the only 0-2 versus 0-2 matchup of the weekend. We have the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings traveling to the 0-2 Los Angeles Chargers. It's hard for me to believe that this game is at noon because that's 10 a.m. in LA. So, yeah, but that's what that's what my phone told me when I uh, did the spreadsheet earlier today. So we're going with it. Uh, Minnesota is. A one point favor, which I mean, at first I'm like, no, but then I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't, because I can't tell you who's going to win this game. It's a 54 point over under. I have a fun fact for you about the Chargers. They're the first Please. team in the 104 years of the NFL in the first two weeks to score more than 50 points combined, zero turnovers, and go 0 2. In the 104 years, they're the only team that's ever done that. And so that begs the question, why is Brandon Staley still their head coach? Question I've been asking for two years. Why is that man? He's the he's the defensive coach that that's what they hired him for. And they're not losing the games because of their offense. Their offense is scoring points. I think that Brandon Staley should be fired, and if he doesn't beat Minnesota, he should be fired week three and just say, sorry, pal, because you start out 0-3, like, it's going to be really hard to catch the Chiefs, and like, yeah, you're lucky the Chiefs already lost the game, I'm going with the Chargers because they're at home, and because I don't believe in Minnesota at all, and if Brandon Steely is coaching for his job. I already said, he's going to be the first coach that gets fired this year. I already called it. So might happen after week three. If he loses this week, he better be fired.
1: Well, folks, once again, who played in an overtime game last week? It was the Chargers. But before I get into why i'm going to be picking the vikings and i is it you're it wearing mo- purple i'm also wearing purple for because i i have i have really debated on this game all day this is this has been the one game i made the graphics yesterday folks for all of these games and when i made the graphic for this game i stopped making graphics for at least 30 minutes after because i went Shit, i have to pick this game and i because I've said already on this show, I am not going to pick the Vikings the rest of the year. And last week, I put the golden lock of the week on the L.A. Chargers because they should have dominated the Tennessee Titans, who had no one. And what did the Chargers do? They Chargered it. They charged it, and they lost in overtime. So now you're telling me that these two dumpster fire of a teams are going to play. The only reason that I'm going to pick Minnesota to win this game is because that I do think that the Chargers are going to fire Brandon Staley immediately after this game and put Kellen Moore into the head coaching position. Because that is what should happen. Because I do believe that somehow i'm not sure how at all the vikings are going to blow out the chargers in this game because i'm telling you folks the chargers not the chargers sorry i got really excited the vikings are not going to win a one score game this year i'm sticking to my guns on that so this game will not be a one score affair so by that weird logic in my brain i'm picking the vikings and i am putting the silver lock of the week on it and it makes me want to vomit all over my desk right now like legitimately i'm feeling a little bit sick but i'm still gonna do it because all logic dictates that that's what should happen it's a noon game it's kirk cousins it's the chargers and they're gonna charger it away and diesel has been so right for two years Brandon Staley needs to be fired. And I heard the most ridiculous segment today on uh, Greenberg's uh, ESPN show. I don't know what it's called anymore. But they were trying to argue that Kellen Moore should be trying to play more complimentary football for Brandon Staley's defense and score slower. And... Like, I respect Mike Greenberg. I really do. I think he's, a like, a wonderful, like, sports person. I have listened to Mike and Mike for years. I have listened to him on so many different things. But honestly, are you just trying to be controversial? Because that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. You are here to score points. doesn't matter how fast I score points. The offense is here to score points, and the defense is here to stop score the other team from scoring points. That's the only two things. And they try to bring up that Bill Belichick, made the greatest complimentary football by slowing Peyton Manning down and not letting him on the field. That is a different thing altogether, and I need you to f-ing know that. I, I just, I got really mad. I was only in the car for like 10 minutes listening to it, and I almost like had to stop and pull over so I could listen to the whole segment so I could yell about it. But yes, Minnesota, Silver Lock of the Week, and I'm going to be sick about it.
0: You're one of those people that yell at your radio during sports talk shows too and just like, You're dumb. You're dumb. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I get really heated sometimes like they're like in the car. But oh yeah. I was say my-
1: <laughs> and then I forget that my daughter or my son are in the back seat and I have to turn back and go, I really am glad that you're under two and you probably don't know what those words mean. So just don't ever remember I said them.
0: Well moving on. Noon Sunday <laughs> We have the one and one New York Jets traveling to the 0 and two New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored by two and a half with an over under of 37. We got in this game, Chad.
1: No, no, you, you have to go first on this one. I'm not going first on this game. You can talk first. I'm very upset. Well, I mean, I, I you know, I'm going with New England. I am going with New England here, but I have I have things to consider. So, you can talk for a
0: minute. Okay. So, New England is the most deceiving 0-2 team in the league. Because they could easily, without question, be 2-0. Without question, I think New England is way better than anybody's giving them credit for. I think a lot of people are thinking that they're just they're okay. I think that New England's better than okay even with Mac Jones as their quarterback. I thought they were going to come back and beat Miami on Sunday night and I can't believe that, that lateral almost he almost threw it right to the Miami guy. and Then it was short, which was just like, you know me, I'm not a New England fan, but for some reason I found myself kind of like rooting, I mean, I like to root for chaos, but I was rooting for that first down, and you know I'm on the Miami bandwagon, but if New England would have came back and won that game, I would have been like, that was pretty cool, that was a good ending, but the Jets have Zach Wilson, who is the worst starting quarterback in all of the NFL, and yet they kept on throwing the ball on Monday night, and they have Brees Hall, they just decided we're not even going to run the ball. And I know they were playing Dallas, so you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. You can't really, like, say that week. You can't judge the Jets on that week because there's no doubt in my mind that Dallas has the best defense in all the NFL. But, oh, man, I just – New England has a really good defense. That's why I'm picking New England because just – they don't have any confidence in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson doesn't have any confidence in Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is still in California healing. He can't get to mentor Zach Wilson yet. So, yeah, I I, I can't believe it's only a two-and-a-half-point favor, to be honest with you. I think it's only because they're 0-2, and New England gets no respect. They're the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. No respect, no respect at all. I'm seeing it right now. I got
1: New England. Okay. So, I, I'm i 100% picking New England. I'm not going to put any locks on this game because I feel like it's really bad juju. What I am going to do, and I know that Robert Kraft obviously watches this podcast because he's got, you know, infinite free time anyways. So, Mr. Kraft, I have one solemn request for you. If we are going to stick with Mac Jones. Please, please throw whatever farm that you have and everything you can. Get Mike Evans. Please bring Mike Evans to the New England Patriots. If I watch that Dolphins game and it, this Patriots team is going to kill me this year. They're going to take years off of my life because I I feel like they're going to legitimately be in every game, and it's going to come down to the final drive, basically in every game for the rest of the year. And I know it's comeuppance for every year of just solid dominance that they had throughout most of my life. I've seen more Super Bowl wins than 90% of anyone will ever see for their favorite team. It's a wild thing, being a Patriots fan, and people look at me and they... Tell me I'm an asshole for being a Patriots fan. Whatever, I don't care. Please, Mr. Kraft, Mac Jones isn't very good, but he's solid enough that if you gave him a Mike Evans, just like Baker frickin' Mayfield has right now, that I think this team could, we could win it all. We could, we could legitimately win it all if you put Mike Evans on this team. So please, please, I don't care, up, down, left, right, whatever deity is out there. Mike Evans, get to the Patriots somehow. That's all I care about in this. And I will take the Patriots to win the game.
0: Yeah, well, the thing that sucks about that is Tampa Bay is 2-0. and And I think right now they're thinking, well, we're in the NFC South. Even though there's three and 2-0 teams, They they won it last year going under 500, I don't think they're going to let go of Mike Evans until the season's over and they just don't have him under contract anymore. But uh, I wish you luck in getting you that receiver, but I don't see it being Mike Evans, unfortunately. Moving on to the next game at noon, I think I made a mistake on the favor. No, actually, I remember didn't. It's because New Orleans doesn't have a running back. Uh, at uh, noon, the New Orleans Saints traveled. They're two and uh, zero. Travel to the one and one Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by two, and it's a forty two and a half point over under. Yeah, New Orleans don't really have a running back. Kamara's still suspended. Um, Williams got hurt on Monday night. Scored just enough points to beat me in fantasy though, so that was great. But not enough for me to win my other game, which that was the like, yeah. That was one of the worst. Like, I got stabbed from the front and the back. But.
1: Got yeah, too good, so, to you
0: effer. You <laughs> did. Um, yeah, the Packer game last week. Oh, man, that was a weird one because going into the fourth quarter, 12 point lead, it felt like the Packers had this one under control and it felt like they were going to win the game. But then they turned into the Atlanta Falcons and they didn't win the game uh offense couldn't stay on the field had less than 10 yards in the fourth quarter defense was gassed they were they not to mention earlier jerry alexander dropped a pick six quay walker dropped an interception both of them hit him right in the numbers uh playing too much zone defense But, I mean, I don't blame Joe Barry for this loss like most Packer fans because there were mistakes on the field that would have prevented this loss like those interceptions, some missed tackles. The Packers never wrap up. And at this point, like, it's not up to the coordinators to teach you how to tackle. You should have learned that back when you were in fifth grade. So, like, I don't blame Joe Barry for this loss. They only gave up 25 points. It's... it's, I don't know. It's because they didn't have David Bakhtiari or Aaron Jones or Christian Watson and Elton Jenkins left early. That's like four of their top offensive players that weren't in that game. It would have probably been a different story, but then you have A.J. Dillon who like, all you gotta do is he falls over. It's like, I defended A.J. Dillon for a while. I like last year, I thought he was gonna be the breakout guy and just isn't he's not a power back i don't care how many people that try to tell me his power back because he gets touched and he falls over he's not good i really really wish that the colts were stupid enough to take him and give us jonathan taylor because what a one-two combo like you're wishing for mike evans i'm kind of hoping that the cardinals will trade us james connor because i think uh james connor and aaron jones would be uh a fun uh, running back combo but I, the Saints they beat Carolina but they didn't look good in that win they, like it was pretty much anybody's game until the end when New Orleans finally won but I don't know, New Orleans has a good defense but Christian Watson practiced yesterday I think he was limited in practice today so that's Promising if he can play, that's going to be big. Um, I'm assuming David Bakhtiari is going to play because of playing on grass, and like I don't care what anybody says, he—I know he didn't play because they're playing on turf. And I—I've I've debated about this back and forth, and I'm just like, whatever. I don't really care, like, because we do need him on the field. But I mean, it does suck that two of our division rivals play on turf, so you're just going to miss two division games that could actually be big, but. Whatever, um, if they game plan for it, it shouldn't be as big of a deal, hopefully, because they, I do believe in their offensive line and just sucks that Alan Jenkins went down. At least it was only a sprained MCL and he should be back in a couple weeks. Um, Aaron Jones hasn't been practicing this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they like kept him on the sideline again, which I don't blame them because you don't want to mess with a hamstring injury, especially with a running back. I have the Packers winning this game just because... I think that their defense will play a little better this week. They're not playing Bijan Robinson. Um, I do feel like they're better when they're not playing the zone. They're, they have a better pass defense than a run defense. And 42.5 points, I would take the over in this one. I think there's going to be points scored. Um, I got Green Bay. I'm not saying what the final is going to be, but I got Green Bay. You know, you know what the reason they lost that game, though? I'll tell you what the reason it was. Got to say this because Matt LeFleur is an idiot. Little idiots, idiots. That's why. Uh first drive. 51-yard field goal attempt. They take a delay game. Who this why wasn't anybody calling a timeout there? Matt LeFleur should have been right there calling timeout. So, okay, we'll back up five yards. It's only a 56-yarder in a dome. I mean, Carlson made a 57-yarder at Lambeau field in the preseason so yeah he can kick this no we're gonna punt it they lost by two they lost by one point so like that field goal could have made the difference not saying that he would have made it because it's not a given but things might have been a little bit different uh i mean it's butterfly effect they could have got blown out after that as well who knows but i just feel like that was like one of the biggest bonehead moves like it was the biggest bonehead move of the whole NFL in week two. That in the first drive, you don't call a timeout. Like, what do you have timeouts for? Like, especially in that moment, you call a timeout. But yeah, sorry, I had to get that off my chest.
1: Diesel, once again, that's why we have a podcast. And that's why I assume people enjoy listening to us is because that we like to go on rants. I went on, not a rant, but I talked very long about Nick Chubb and I talked very long about. Getting Mike Evans. So, you do what you got to do, and I will make this segment quick for my half because I am telling you right now, I'm I am taking New Orleans in there. Yeah, yeah. I already
0: put New Orleans in there. Yeah.
1: Not, not really, because once again, I don't believe in the Packers. I do think the Packers are a good team, but I don't think they are a great team. And I think that as New Orleans is also a good team, I'm going to side with the veteran experience of the entire Saints team. Because they have Derek Carr. They have Chris Olave. And I do agree with you on there are going to be points scored in this game. And this will be another bonus lock of the week. Because I do agree. Hammer that over. Because neither of these defenses are going to be able to stop the other one. Because both of them are as good as the other defense. And we just saw that Bryce Young could score points against this uh, New Orleans defense. So I guarantee that... Love, even without Aaron Jones, we'll be able to score some points here. It's at home. But I do just I think that New Orleans will end up winning this game.
0: I think you're also smart by saying they're a good team and not a great team, because after beating the Bears, it seems like the Packers fan base like was in Super Bowl or bust mode again and like Monday morning, like just listening to the radio and seeing social media and like, I got in so many arguments over social media about like why it wasn't Joe Barry's fault. And like, you know me, I do not like Joe Barry. And I thought he should be fired two years ago. I thought he should have been fired last year. I just, I like sat back and I looked at the game and there was too many mistakes that were made on the field that Joe Barry could have done nothing about. And that's why I think that the Packers lost that game. And yeah, I just think Pack fans are crazy. Crazy! Crazy! And I wonder, because I've never lived in any other area, I wonder if it's like that everywhere. Like, is this how oh, it, is it is every Monday morning? Everywhere? Like, Or is it me just that kind of crazy? Like, I try to stay out of like other fans' bases social medias because if I was based in other fan bases' social medias, I would just—I'd be banned off of Facebook. I swear. <laughs> Every but
1: yeah. if if you have an NFL team in your like town or your vicinity, yeah, they're all we're all psychos. We're all psychos, baby.
0: And moving on, another game at noon. Sunday we have the Detroit Lions, who are one and one. Ugh, bad beat, but for them. Traveling to the 2-0 Atlanta Falcons, like, this is probably the game I'm most excited for just because, like, it's, I feel like this is going to be a good game. Um, if you go by Chad's, philosophy don't take Detroit, but, uh, I don't know if I would want to take Detroit anyway. So this is one of the games where, like, I've been back and forth on, um, Are you taking Atlanta? Is that a foregone conclusion because they didn't play in overtime?
1: You know also why I'm taking Atlanta? Because it's in Atlanta. Do you know that Desmond Ritter, in his college and NFL career at this point, and I'll put the stat up on the screen as well, future Chad, throw it up there right now. But desmond ritter at this point of his career is 30 and o. he was 26 and o in college and he is four and 0 at home through those careers and i heard and i will throw up another stat because i'll look it up because i didn't look it up for this but future chad will <laughs> his last loss was in high school so desmond ritter doesn't lose at home The Lions are another good, not great team. And the Falcons are a good, not great team, but they're road graders. And I said it last week, and they're going to do the same thing that they just did this last week. They're not going to beat you overall, but they are going to just wear you down into submission. And in the fourth quarter, if you don't have a sizable lead, They're going to come back on you because they have great running backs. They have a great offensive line. And Young-Wei Koo is one of the best NFL kickers. I have great faith in Atlanta going to 3-0 and the NFC South just being a, oh my God, they're all good for a minute for the first quarter of the season because they're going to be garbage going forward. But this first quarter of the season, they're going to look like Frickin' war- world beaters left and right.
0: Everyone thinks the Lions are going to win the NFC North, and that might well happen. I picked them to win the NFC North, but everyone also is picking them to have, like, 10, maybe 11 wins, but are acting like they're a 14-win team. I don't see them going into Atlanta and being in Atlanta, especially after what I saw... On Sunday with the Packers, I think Atlanta is a good team. I think that Detroit is a good team as well, and they did have a bad beat that was holding on. Uh, what's his name? Michigan guy, um, uh, the defensive end. Blanking on his name. The Lions' defensive end. Oh, Second-year uh, player, Bob oh, Michigan. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know.
0: I can't blinking his name. Anyways, yeah, that was definitely holding. Uh but at the same time, they let Seattle drive down the field in overtime. It was almost a foregone conclusion. Really close to being a fumble out of the end zone. Like we we texted about it. It was it was as close as you could get. That ball was moving like the second it touched the pylon. I don't think that you could overturn that call. Like, but, but if they were to call was, it on
1: the field that he had fumbled it out of the end zone, you wouldn't be able to do it the other way either. I, that's, I feel it's like it's,
0: that's, that's as close as you can get. Like, that ball, like, was moving. Um, But also the backlash because it happened on Thursday Night Football. And, I mean, I think that's a good rule. I really do think that's a good rule. I don't understand why people think it doesn't make any sense. makes um, perfect sense. What, what, what are you supposed to do with the ball? Oh, the team just gets it at the one-yard line. No, they fumbled in the end zone. Like it's not a safety. Then it should be a touchback when you get tackled in the end zone. Then, like you know, like I don't
1: know. There and has to, to be this. comeuppance. You don't just get you don't just get free things on offense. All right, if you fumble the ball into the end zone and it goes out of bounds, bad things have to happen. All right, there's, there's no, you don't so just many, get three passes. This isn't Monopoly.
0: So many advantages on offense. They never, ever call pass interference on offense. And don't even get me started on the legal contact penalty because that is just, that's asinine. Asinine. Everything you say is asinine. Like, you touch the guy after five yards, like, they're liable for calling you for uh, legal contact. And I just it's not fair at all because the receiver can run right through you after five yards and the defender can still get caught for legal contact. It's, yeah, don't even be sorry. Um, I got Atlanta in this game. I Detroit, I feel like Seattle is the better team. I do. And that's why they lost. They didn't lose because they made mistakes. I just think that they got outplayed in that game. It took till overtime, but I think, and it's only like Minuscule that Seattle's better, but I do think Seattle's a better team. But uh, I got Atlantic because I just don't see them losing at home. Bijan Robinson, ugh, beast last week against the Packers. And yeah. So.
1: The NFC is filled with a ton of good teams. Very, very, very few great teams. So I yeah. think there's a lot of games in the NFC that will go a lot of different ways than people, like on paper, think they will go. So I have if no problem I, speaking Atlanta this week.
0: I still don't know who's good in this league. Like, I have no clue at all. It's like, this is just, it's mind-boggling, some of these teams. It's like, you think they have it figured out, and you just, you know. But that's the best part about uh, early season is, like, you don't know anything. You're Jon Snow. You know nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Moving on. Sunday... New and last new game, we have the two and Miami Dolphins traveling to the 0 and two Denver Broncos. Miami is favored by six and a half with a forty-eight point over under. I think I don't know. I feel like six and a half is a little too much. Because I think Denver scored points on Sunday. Russell Wilson, he's the weirdest quarterback now. Like he shows flashes of being Old school Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, and then he shows flashes of being Russell Wilson from last year. That Hail Mary, even though he was being chased down, <laughs> like Brandon Pernas said, that was a moon ball. And I can't believe it when doink, 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 caught in the end zone. And then to miss that pass interference in the two-point conversion, that was like the most blatant pass interference you could have besides maybe the rams saints game and the nfc championship like <laughs> it was like easy to call i can't believe they didn't call it uh i almost felt bad for denver in that game because they had the lead and then they gave it up and they came all the way back from a double digit deficit only to get the hail mary miss a two point conversion it sucked but that being said i like miami I think uh, Terry Kill is going to run all over these guys. And just, I'm not ready to not pick against Miami yet. So I'm going Miami.
1: Said it last week. I, I, I gave you one more chance. And at this point, I am a lover scorn. So I am very, very angry. This, folks, is the golden lock of the week put it on the screen, Miami, all the way. And I hope that you burn Denver. You didn't deserve that Hail Mary play. You pieces of garbage. I hate you. I'm not even a Denver fan. I feel bad for you, Brandon Perna, for being a Denver fan. This, this team, like I said that New England is going to take years off my life. I can't imagine what Denver fans go through as a Denver fan because just literally that how, how do you get a Hail Mary play that actually happens and you don't win the game? And I know there was that pass interference and everything like that, but also if you watch the Coach 22 film, there was a wide open lane that Russell Wilson could have walked his happy ass into the end zone for that two point play. There was no one there. Like legitimately, if he led out to the left, there was not a defender there. He didn't have to go that far. And once again, Russell, you did it to me. I thought, I thought you weren't washed. I thought that I was. I thought that you had something left in the tank. You washed. You piece of garbage. Get in the bin. Get in the trash can. Golden lock of the week. I'm on Miami. You didn't deserve to beat New England last week, but you did. And you're two and zero, and you're a really good team. You're gonna win the division, and I, I hate it. I hate it a lot, but I, I respect it win against Denver. Just beat the shit out of them. They deserve it.
0: No, I mean, that's what happens though, when you sell your soul to the devil. And that's what they did to get Peyton Manning. And they got a championship out of it and two Super Bowl appearances in four years. So, like, I mean, can you really complain at this point? Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I am mean, I do feel for Brandon Pernick because I think that he's a real cool guy, but like, yeah. At the same time, I don't, because the Broncos beat the Packers in the Super Bowl, and I will never forgive them for that. But...
1: Also, the Packers beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I will never forgive them for that. So that's probably where all my spite comes from. Yeah, that is that is very true.
0: Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention in the Packer game, did you know that that was the first double-digit lead lost by the Packers since the 2014 NFC Championship against Seattle?
1: I did not. This episode yeah. is filled with no fun facts from Chad and all the fun facts from Diesel, so I'll make sure yeah, to throw that, in... When
0: I, when I heard that Monday morning, I'm like, oh yeah, you have to like, throw salt in the wound for that loss. But uh, yeah, Moving on, we got our first 3 o'clock game. It's- <laughs> The 1-1 Seattle Seahawks, who have way more confidence in that after last week, versus the 0-2 Carolina Panthers. Seattle is favored by six with a 42-point over-under. I like Seattle. I mean, I might not go as far as to say what I said at the beginning of the season and say they're going to win the division, but, I mean, they're going to put up a fight. I think that the Rams are a lot better like to your credit you said they were going to be they weren't going to be a bad team and I think they're a lot better than a lot of people have thought they were going to be and it was a division game against the Rams Seattle looked really good in my opinion against Detroit the Geno Smith has like the funniest moment from week 1 and week 2 when he said "Oh my god after being chased down by <laughs> Aaron Donald" and then contesting that intentional grounding I'm talking
1: to America
0: (laughs) that was and then Greg Olson's call after that like that was the best thing I've ever heard a referee say in my life like I couldn't believe he said that (laughs) I'm talking to America right now do you mind?
1: I mean what else is that ref supposed to say that was the best response I do have to agree with Greg Olson like I don't know what I would have said in that moment but the fact that that referee just off the cuff looked at Geno Smith dead in the eye and went I'm talking to America it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs>
0: then went back to call him the penalty.
1: Yeah, exactly. He just like without even like thinking about it for a moment, just was like, "I'm talking to America. I will talk to you in a moment. I'm going back to calling to the penalty."
0: Well, yeah, um, I got Seattle in this game because once again, I think that Carolina is a rebuilding team. Uh, Bryce Young looked better week two than he did week one, and I expect him to improve throughout the season. But, I mean, Seattle, like I said earlier in an earlier episode, they don't have the Legion of Boom anymore, but their defense isn't anything to, like, turn your head away from. Um, their offense is really good. They got a good running game. Gino is the best he's been in his career in Seattle. He And also, they have a three-headed monster at receiver, and Noah Fant is mediocre tight end. He's not as good as everyone thought he was going to be out of college, but I mean, he's serviceable. Um, Yeah, just Carolina's not there yet. I got Seattle.
1: This, as I said earlier, 95% of the teams who play in overtime lose the next week. But there is that 5% folks, because yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I would love to pick Carolina. I have picked Carolina the first two weeks of the season. And they've lost both of those first two weeks. So maybe by reverse psychology, they'll win this week. But no, in good faith, there's no way in hell that I can pick Carolina to win this game. Seattle should win this game. I don't love the line at all. I think that Seattle's going to win. But I think they might have to, like, scrap it out. Like, it might be a dogfight and they might have to only win by, like, three or four points. So the six points scares me. I'm not betting on this day, but I do think Seattle wins. Moving on to
0: 325 on Sunday. We have the 1-1 one one Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the 0-2 Chicago Bears, the Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half, which is the highest spread of the whole week. And it's 47 and a half over under. Um, the Bears got a lot of weird things going on with them right now. Their defensive coordinator is not with the team right now. And like last I heard, and this was this morning, so I don't know if anything like happened during throughout the day, but he, they didn't know if he was gonna be dismissed from the team, if he was gonna be back, like, uh, You have Justin Fields
1: Fields talking about the fact that he isn't allowed to be himself anymore on the team and he feels robotic out there and that if he was allowed to be himself, they would have gotten first downs. The Bears are in disarray. I don't think we need to talk about this game. If Kansas City, this is another team this is another game that if you don't win, yeah, and you don't win in convincing, convincing fashion like what the hell? Yeah, Kansas City all the way. Go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, I'm definitely, I just wanted to like get something in there so we didn't just like breeze right over it but like yeah I I was surprised that this wasn't going to be a golden lock of the week because this one is like like I thought Arizona was going to be the worst team coming into the season it's the Bears and oh man like all the like shit talking the Bears fans did in the offseason like how they're going to be so much better this year and there's, there's only they can only go up because they're number one pick Uh, they might have the number one pick again like I just I don't think Justin Fields is going to be their quarterback next year I think that
1: oh Oh, I was going to say do you want to know why this isn't my golden lock of the week because Kansas City has burned me many times on games that they should when when Kansas City is more than a two score favorite I will I don't know it's probably not that crazy of a stat but future Chad Hit me uh, because I don't think they're that good. And it's only because a few like probably like five years back in a Survivor pool that was worth a lot of money. They played Tennessee and there was no way in hell Kansas City should have lost to Tennessee in that game. I
0: remember this you know what game, they did? Man.
1: You know what they did? They lost. They lost and I was I lost a lot of money because that was the final week of the Survivor pool. And yeah. if it wouldn't, if they wouldn't have lost. It would have gone to one more week. And I would have, whew. so no, I, I won't put a golden lock on ten, or Kansas City if they are more than a double digit favorite.
0: Okay, well, then there you have it. But yeah, the Kansas City is going to win this game. Moving on to the next, the last game of the afternoon slate. We have the 0 2 Arizona Cardinals. Traveling to the 2-1-0, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is a 12-point favor with a 38.5 point over-under. I don't know with the way Arizona played week one and two. I think 12 points might be a little much. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, yeah. Dallas has a really good defense. I'm not picking Arizona again. You know I'm not going to do that again. And I was... Last week was not a bad week to pick Arizona. You can't, like, you laughed at it last week, but now you can't. There's nothing to scoff about. Arizona, there's no chance in hell Arizona's winning this game. But Josh Dobbs, like, where the hell did he come from? Like, why wasn't he on, like, team? Why didn't he, why wasn't he on the Cardinals for the preseason? And they go all the way through camp and they just release everybody and they pick him up and you're a starting quarterback. I, It doesn't make any sense. It makes me want to root for him even more just because of that. And like I texted you, they might be thinking that they made a mistake by giving Kyler Murray all that money now because they can just pick up anybody off the street and he can do almost as much as Kyler Murray can. So uh, at least two weeks. So, but I mean, obviously Dallas is winning this game. That defense is just too good. That offense is clicking right now as well. But, I mean, Mike McCarthy is one of the best regular season coaches in the history of the NFL. I'm not worried about Dallas in the, like, regular season. Once they play San Francisco in the playoffs again for the third year in a row, it's going to come down to the last play, and I can't wait to see what they do this time.
1: (laughs) I can't wait to see them clock manage and choke the game Every time. But, yeah, no. I I mean – this is another game where it feels like I should put the golden lock of the week on it. But these double digit point totals scare me because of backdoor covers. But not this one, folks, because yes, golden lock of the week. Dallas is gonna win this game. You it's picked over. your golden lock of the week. Oh, I did? Oh, I didn't write it down.
0: Miami and Denver.
1: Oh, I didn't write it down. Oh, sorry. Well, this is another bonus lock of the week then.
0: Take it back. <laughs> Whoop!
1: Bonus lock of the week. For
0: sure pick Dallas here. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much more to say. I mean, Arizona looked – I mean, they played the Giants and the Commanders the first two weeks. It's funny how they got the whole NFC East right to start the season. they play the Eagles week four, I really hope they do. That would be awesome if they just got the whole East right out of the way just to begin the season. Um, Yeah, Dallas is good. Like, I don't know why people were down on Dallas for the season. I thought Dallas was going to be good. Like, they were good last year. Like, just Dallas is good. Like I said, Mike McCarthy is a good regular season coach. I don't know why people are so down on Dak either. Like, he's not, like, the greatest quarterback of all time. But, like, he's in the top third. He's definitely in the top third. So, what are you going to do? Not of all time, of current quarterbacks. I should correct myself because that – I would say that he's in the top third. That makes me sound pretty dumb because he's definitely not in the top third of all time. But
1: yeah. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Dak is one of the most turnover prone quarterbacks of all time, and the stats will be right there.
0: Cool. He wears number four. That is why.
1: That might be a bad call (laughs) for every quarterback going forward. Like, numeracy doesn't make anything, shouldn't mean anything, but does it? Ooh
0: moving on Sunday night football I feel like this is going to be a very boring game and we got the 0-2 Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the 1-1 Pittsburgh Steelers I don't know why I just feel like this one just I'm not excited for this game it just I see it on the schedule it just I don't know maybe it's because there's just like they're, they're two dark teams like there's a lot of black on the field. I don't know. Whoa, know? whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! <laughs> these, <laughs> I'm you know sick. what I I'm mean? Sick. The uniforms. I know. I oh, was don't kidding. even.
0: Don't even go there because you're gonna get us canceled. Canceled. They're gonna kick us off of YouTube. I know. I don't want to go through that route again. We already got kicked off of YouTube Live that one time, and I don't even that. remember why. But uh... <laughs> happened. Uh yeah. I just. I mean, Pittsburgh. It's uh, got
1: to be Pittsburgh, part
0: right? Of me, part of me wants to pick Las Vegas just because of the fact it's going to be a boring game. But you know, yeah, Jimmy G and Devontae Adams is looking like uh, Randy Moss at the tail end of his uh, Raiders tenure. You know, I feel like uh, I don't think Devontae is going to be a Raider next year. Hell, maybe Devonte will go to uh, New England.
1: How would oh you like that Chad? i would <laughs> lose my freaking mind if Devonte adams came to the patriots i would I buy Devonte adams jersey if he if Devonte adams comes to the patriots i will buy a jersey the minute it happens shut up and take my money i will freak so out
0: you have a better chance of that than mike evans because the raiders are zero two and just for that fact i'm gonna pick pittsburgh because maybe they'll see zero three well maybe uh we can get a first round pick for Devonte adams and i mean you give up a first round pick for Divine Dans, wouldn't
1: you? Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm picking Pittsburgh. I was gonna pick Pittsburgh no matter what, because I'm 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 done messing around with Mike Tomlin. I picked you in week one because I thought the Pittsburgh was a Dark Horse team and you got stomped by San Francisco and then I lost my nuts. I like I forgot my gumption and I didn't pick you against the Browns. Even though I knew I should have and we said I should have. We both said it, Diesel and I. But I did. not both we'll picked the so, Browns. So. Yeah, we both picked the Browns. This week, not doing that. I'm picking Pittsburgh, but also Pittsburgh. Please, please, just destroy the Raiders. Destroy them and make whichever Davis is running this team go. This season is over. And then McDaniel's, you owe us. You effing owe us, buddy. You better Send make us sure him.
0: you treat Devontae with respect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we will. We, you know, you know, Bill loves himself. He he will love himself and Devonta at all. Please, please, I I love Mike Evans, but I would love Devontae Adams even more. That would be great.
0: Trust me, he played for the Packers for almost a decade, and
1: uh, yeah, it was a it
0: was really fun having him here. So if he did move to New England, I would be really scared if I were Miami. But, yeah. Okay. So now A
1: one. Buy a jersey, telling you folks, right, right away.
0: Now we have this weird thing that's going on, and we have a Monday night football doubleheader again. I didn't know this was happening again. To be honest, like I don't look at the schedule until I'm like make the spreadsheet. So I was like, "What? Two Monday night games? This can't be right." Am I looking at last week's? No. Let me tell you right now, I don't like it. I don't. I don't know. I feel like. Monday night should be just reserved for one game. It just, I don't know, the spotlight is on the one game. It just feels weird that they start one game at 6.15, they start another game at 7.15 and they're overlapping and it's like, there's no red zone. I mean, but they did have the weird like picture in picture thing, which I also didn't like. I'd rather just like, I don't know, just I don't know what they're thinking. I kind of get, is this gonna happen all year long? Do you know? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, tell us in the comment sections below if you know, because uh, we should say that more often. Um, anyway, Are you talking six, about what
1: game we're actually picking for the six, first Monday 15, night game?
0: first Monday night game is the only 2-0 vs. 2-0 battle of the entire week, and that is the 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing the 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles. I almost said uh, Phillies. Then I almost said Flyers. I don't even watch hockey. <laughs> oh, man. So anyways, uh, yeah, the Eagles are favored by five with a 46 point over under. And my gut is telling me Philadelphia, but my heart is telling me Tampa Bay. Evan and
1: Diesel, why are, why are our hearts so in sync at all times? Like, I don't get it. Like, I want to pick Tampa Bay so bad in this game. I'm gonna, I'm taking
0: Tampa Bay. Are you really, you're gonna do it? Oh, I just, I'm gonna do like, like I said, my gut is telling me Philadelphia, but my heart is just like Baker Mayfield, like he's got something special going on. And every time I start to believe in him, he proves me wrong every single time. But no, you know what I mean? I love me some Baker Mayfield, and I'm going to get baked on Monday, and I'm going to watch the Buccaneers win. You better I, not play in Boston, because then we can have some baked beans.
1: I legitimately, I, I'm riding with Baker in one of my fantasy leagues for the rest of the year, I have decided, as my fantasy quarterback. Because no matter what about Tampa Bay, they're going to have to throw the ball, because they have no running game. So at this point, riding with Baker as a fantasy quarterback is a great decision, and I feel pretty proud of myself. But in good conscience, I can't pick Tampa Bay. I was going to if you picked Philly, because I was like, I'm going to ride with my heart. I'm going to pick Philly, but I'm going to root for Tampa Bay. I don't even care. If I get it wrong, I won't mind at all. I'm going to pick Philly because it's the smart decision. But gosh darn it, I hope Tampa Bay wins. And if Tampa Bay starts out 3-0 and and Atlanta and New Orleans all start out 3-0, three and I'm sorry, I had a little bit of a burp there, folks. That would be like the wildest thing ever because they're all going to finish barely over 500 if they do finish 500. So it's just going to be great because everyone's going to be like, oh my God, and it's going to be funny.
0: I don't know, I just, I want to go with Tampa Bay. I just, I'd love to see them beat Philadelphia. I think it would be great. Um, Finally, last game of the week, Monday Night Football, 7-15. We got the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the 1-1 Los Angeles Rams. Cincinnati is favored by two. That is, under the assumption, Joe Burrows is going to go. And right now he's still, it's up in the air. I mean, I personally, I wouldn't play them just because it's early in the year. And I know you're 0-2. And with the way Baltimore is playing and you lost to Baltimore, this is pretty much a must-win game for a week three as you can have for a week three. But, uh, yeah. I like how it's a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. I was going to say what number Super Bowl that is, but I forget which one we're even on. Like, it got to a certain point, and I just stopped paying attention. Once we got to about 50, I just, like, I don't remember. I know we're in 50-something, like 57, I want to say. So, I guess, now Super Bowl 55 I'm going to guess, was the Rams and Bengals.
1: Uh, ah, future chat will it up for us. Don't worry. It'll be right yeah. there.
0: Uh, man, I, Bengals, this is how they started out last year, too. Uh, Joe Burrow credits to him not playing in the preseason because of his calf injury. Now he's re aggravated it. Uh, I the Rams look good week one, they beat Seattle. They look good against the 49ers. It's they're at home. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to play because of the fact that he's Joe Burrow and he's a competitor, but I think it's going to hurt them in the long run. And I'm reluctantly going with the Rams because I want to go with the Bengals, but like you said, with other teams and them burning you like Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's burned me week one and week two. They're right now. They were my AFC pick to go to the Super Bowl. It's week three in there. I'm already putting them in. You got proven now. Like... I'm knocking you down from, like, guarantee, like, elite team to your proven team now. So, I got to go with the Rams because I really think the Rams are playing better right now.
1: I am legit. Like, I I thought the Bengals – I think the Bengals are going to get second in the AFC North. I really do. I said that before. I did not think that the Bengals were going to go – oh, Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they were going to go 0-3 to start this season. But I damn well do now because there is no way in hell that I can pick against this Matthew Stafford-led Rams team that uh, with wide receivers' names that I am not going to pronounce on this podcast because I don't want to sound stupid or offend anyone out there.
0: You can't say Van Jefferson.
1: Yeah, well, I I don't want to say any of the wide receivers names who actually matter to the Rams right now and offend anyone because Van Jefferson is a piece of garbage. And the fact that he has been dropped across every fantasy league just represents that. But I love what the Rams are doing. I told you all it is a swan song for so many of these old guys. What I did know is that all of these young wide receivers and all of these other young defenders were gonna step up wildly for this team. I can't believe the game they played this last week against San Francisco. I know, it's a division game, and you shouldn't get too hyped about anything because they play them so often that Sean McVay knows everything about the San Francisco 49ers. But still, San Francisco has to be the early Super Bowl favorite right now. And for them to take San Francisco to the bell like of that game like it they are a solid to great team and they don't even have cooper cup right now the bengals are a garbage fire of a hurt team that hopefully by the time thanksgiving comes around we'll put it all back together like they do every year that's what they do that's also what the patriots did many many moons like We would win those close games in the early years, but we were pretty trashy up until Thanksgiving because these early times, they don't matter that much. But you do got to squeak out some wins. But Cincy, they aren't squeaking out this win. The LA Rams are going to just go to two and one, and the West is going to be wild.
0: Oh, the West was one. Uh, I got a request for future Chad. For a stat, if you can find it, you should put the stat up of percentage of making the playoffs after starting 0-3. Because that I always enjoy those stats, and I always like when people like beat those stats, especially when they're low. Like you have like a 20% chance, and like then you win out the rest of the season. That happens sometimes.
1: All right, future Chad, you found that stat, and it's right there.
0: Cool. Well, I mean, that's all the games we have this week. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we close this thing off?
1: No, I uh, just really, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on a pretty high throne of I told you so's right now for the NFL season so far through two weeks. And I, I just can't wait for it to be cut out from under me. Like, I know that I feel like I pretty feel pretty high and mighty about a lot of the things that I've said so far. And it's only through two weeks. So I know that it's all going to just like, I'm going to look like an idiot pretty soon.
0: I mean, you had a good week and you had a bad week. I had a good week and I had a bad week. We're even right now. I don't know if we could say you're sitting on the throne, unless I'm sitting on the throne right next to you at the same like pedestal. Oh, no,
1: I was, I'm talking about like my overall predictions. Oh, uh, okay. for Like how the seasons are, like the teams,
0: oh, not like what. talks some trash.
1: I no, was I wasn't talking that. to, no. I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even thinking about you in that moment. I was just thinking about myself because I'm very narcissistic, so I apologize.
0: So I have a final thought, which is also a fun fact. I just watched a video about the 2013 NFL season, and I think the YouTube channel is KTO. Um, every year he does the, like, season from 10 years ago. And it's so crazy that that was 10 years ago because it feels just like yesterday. Like, the players' names and ugh, just all the storylines and stuff like that. Like, there's, like, it didn't feel like that could have 10 years ago. Anyways, the fun fact is that that season started with the Houston Texans starting out 2-0. and Then going 0-14 for the rest of the season. So, there's a bunch of 2-0 and teams that might be feeling pretty good about themselves right now. But you can always lose the rest of the games and end up going 2-15 and 15 now. But, yeah. So, just because you started out 2-0 oh, doesn't mean a thing. Just because you started out 0-2 oh doesn't mean a thing. Because there's probably a lot of evidence where someone started out 0-2 oh and, and then won 7 in a row after that. You know, Maybe not won every game after that. Like, the Houston Texans lost every game. But, yeah. I thought that was a very interesting stat that... I didn't, I haven't thought about in years. And then when that was brought up, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that. So yeah. So I don't think anybody should feel comfortable with a 2-0 or any record right now. It's too early to call anything. So fun fact.
1: Fun fact, love it. Love the fun facts from you tonight, Diesel, because I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't write down a lot of things to make fun facts for. So, I'm happy that you provided them throughout the episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm always watching and listening to football content throughout the week, and things, like, I don't write anything down. I just hope they stick up here. So, occasionally they do, and every single week after we're done recording we're done talking, I'm like, oh man, there's about five things that I think about that I was going to bring up on the podcast that I forget. But, I I feel like I got a good chunk of them out tonight, so. We're I mean, proud of I don't you have to do the thing anymore, so... Yeah, the social media stuff, so... Chad, you do you your thing.
1: To... You still have to talk about the fact that the social media thing will appear around you.
0: Well, I mean, you were pretty much doing that the whole time. Like, oh. talking about the special effects and whatnot. Oh, okay, so fine. I figured you were gonna just saying, here
1: it is. <laughs> okay, well, I guess this is now final thoughts are over, folks. We thank you all so much for enjoying this content. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to us talk. Make sure like, commenting, sharing, subscribing. Put a comment down below which one of my Funko Pops you noticed this week that you didn't notice last week, because there are new ones. And also, did you notice the bookshelf over there, folks? Because I don't know if you did, because it's new! otherwise social media stuff. It's all now on the screen. Yeah, I even had a little drum sound effect that appeared for it. But yeah, that's all I have to say. So, Diesel, now it's your turn. Close out the show.
0: Well, it's going to be a very interesting week three. These picks were hard to make. I wouldn't be surprised if... We have four different I counted this week before we stopped recording. So, we could still have the same records with each other next week because I have a feeling that we're going to go two and two against each other and probably go eight and eight overall because I have no idea what's going to happen this season. But for my co-host Chad, I have been Diesel and it's time to watch some football.
1: Bye. This has been A Visionaries Global Media Production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning Excellence on a Global Scale.